DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Mika Couture, and the best blanket ever is also the best gift for Valentine's Day. Get 30% off right now on any regularly priced blankets with the code word WELCOME30 at MinkyCouture.com. Take care of that Valentine's gift today by visiting a location near you in Ogden, Layton, Draper, Orm, Sugar House, or St. George. That's Minky Couture and Valentine's Day. Check them out at MinkyCouture.com. All right, we've got uh, a lot of people weighing in here, PK. It is it is alive on Twitter now. We started a couple segments ago with the discussion from the comments that got posted overnight on Facebook. Uh, the, the Jazz, ESPN has a story on them saying the Jazz don't have a true superstar on this roster. What about Rudy? What about Donovan? Aren't they true superstars? And Jonathan Taverneri, the former Cougar who's been on our show, sat in our studio, back when that was the thing and you could sit in our studio, uh, he says, no, they're not. Donovan and Rudy made the All-Star game once. Donovan is certainly on his way there. I do agree Rudy, Rudy's not appreciated enough. The Jazz in first place running the table for the first time in forever. you got to win something before wanting to be crowned. Well, what is something? He does not explain. He puts something in all caps. Has Damon Lillard won something? Hmm. Uh, you know, earlier in the show, you were saying getting to the conference championship is an accomplishment, and he has yeah. done that. They got routed. Well, when they I got actually the said winning the con. I meant winning. I oh, just, winning, not getting. As okay. I was making that point, I realized, well, wait a second. Steve Nash never did. My original thought when it was coming out of my mouth is if you win, because we're talking about LeBron, and if you win your conference, to me, that's winning something. But as I was saying that, I realized, hey, wait a second. Steve Nash, Nash did never did. Yeah. But yet, I view Nash as a Hall of Famer and a superstar okay. when he was in his prime. He might not have been in his prime as long as, say, somebody like Stockton, debatable. But nevertheless, but Nash's top of greatness game. was great. Yeah, at the very top of his game, he was awesome. And he changed, he changed the way the game is played. And the game has changed again since then to the point that he's even commented, well, if I'd have known... <laughs> I'd have launched three pointers. <laughs> oh, for sure, all those guys right. would have. But it wasn't. That wasn't. They, we hadn't morphed no. that far yet. We were morphing. The game was. He played the game differently than Stockton. The game was evolving. And, oh, no question. But it has continued to evolve past Nash. Uh, I think the thing with the superstars and winning the conference, the thing that's so unfair here is the conferences aren't close. You know, you get to you get to baseball True. or to football and the American League National League, the AFC and the NFC, they certainly get out of whack. They don't tend to stay out of whack. And even if one conference isn't as deep, the team at the top is good enough. But we have seen the East has basically been LeBron and and briefly Kawhi, but it's basically been a vast wasteland. And it's no different this year. It's not getting better. We're past the it's a cycle thing. And I'm I'm totally on board with the cycles thing, and it happens. But this, is, this has been too long. This is like a team getting down for a decade. You know, the East has been LeBron, and what? It's been LeBron. And now that he and Kawhi have gone West, I mean, Kawhi was only in the East one year, what do they got? I mean, the Nets are 15 and 12, and they're third out of 15 teams. They're only three games over. It's not that hard to come out of the East. There are going to be teams in the West that have very difficult first round matchups and have, I mean, the three, it's easy to argue right now. The three best teams in the league are in the West, and one of them's going out in the second round. One of them has to go out in the second round Jazz Lakers Clippers. And when you go out in the second round, that doesn't sound like a deep playoff run, that doesn't sound special. But we saw it, and this has been going on for a long time, because Shaq and Duncan, who traded the title for almost a decade, 
they met in a second round playoff series. And you just you don't get that in the East. I would disagree uh, as far as a superstar. We're talking about superstar. We're not talking about quality of teams in each conference. That I don't have any debate but, there. But when you we're have superstars, superstars, don't you have quality of teams? I mean, you were the one who was just telling us, and, I, and we got to repeat it because I know you know different people pop into the show at different times. But National Satellite Radio doesn't do ten minutes on the Jazz. They're doing they're doing ten minutes on the Knicks bench. Well, the Knicks are four games under five hundred. Why okay, do we have to talk the time about time I listened to it? Hopefully, they got around to it. But the time I listened to it, I was disappointed uh, about it. But I still think that uh, go back. The teams have come out of the East. Was there a superstar on that team? Is Jimmy and Butler you, a superstar? Let's just go to last year. He's a very yes. good player. Yeah, I think he is. Maybe I have a more liberal definition of superstar. But yes, I do. Well, I think he's one heck of a, a player. Now this year, their lineup has been in and out with I mean, all he's these been in and issues. Out. Yeah, he's right. had issues. Right. So I can't, I can't point to this year. I know the Jazz play them uh, on Saturday. I think if they've got their guys, and I don't know if they're going to have their guys. I think if they got their guys, they're a really good team. But yes, I think he's he's one of these superstars in the diversity of his game. He's not simply a scorer. I mean, he's a do-it-all. He's a two-way player. And I think we look at scoring averages and we look at the traditional statistics. I would say most of the teams that have come out of the East, they do have a superstar. And before we say that the West is all that, I mean, LeBron, when he's healthy, he's one for one. Yep. And so who's to say, well, wait a second here. We may be pumping up the West all we want. But yet it's LeBron, LeBron, and LeBron, just like he did in the East. <laughs> sure, if, but when he was in the East, he lost to teams in the West. I mean, he lost to the Mavericks, he lost to the Spurs, he lost to the Warriors multiple times. So even when he was in the East and he was the best, there were teams in the West that could take him out. But he's still a superstar. My well, point is, is if you come I mean, out of the – I think if you get to the finals, you most likely have a superstar on your team. Now – I agree with you. The West is tougher. That's that is just one hundred percent. Everybody agrees right. with you down there, and so the point being, you can be a superstar and not come out of the West yes. because it's so much tougher. Exactly. That's the thing that I would say. But I think that if you're coming, if you're getting to the finals, it is an accomplishment. Irregardless of the conference, yes, it's easier over here than it is there. So rather than penalize the guys who are coming out of it by saying, oh, it's so easy, I prefer not to penalize the guys who didn't come out of it out of the West because it is harder. And that brings up the question, are these guys getting penalized because the West is better? I think that they'd get more slack if they just won a couple of playoff series. I mean, this literally came up on part of the interruption yesterday, and Kornheiser went right to, I, I like them more, I'm more interested in them, I like them, and I think they're better, and i got a higher opinion of them now than I did a year or two ago, but they've gone out in the first round two years ago, or two years in a row. You know, it's the NBA, you got to win in the playoffs. You do. Yeah, so, you do, I agree. You know, that's part of the reason that their super stardom is, is limited. Uh, but, you okay, know, it's interesting sure, because yeah. the second half of the schedule hasn't come out this year. Neither is the second half of the national TV schedule. It'll be interesting to see how many national TV games they get in the second half now. I would think that number's about to go way up. You know, uh-huh. they, got, they got a couple TNT games here in the first half, but I think there's more coming in the second half. But we'll see. That you know, could be wrong. We'll know in a couple weeks. All right, DJ and PK, Joe Ingles is coming up. Stay with us. He's about 20 minutes away.
Join the big show Friday from 2 to 6 at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got to vary up your boom. You can't have the same inflection on every boom or loses the boom, loses its effect. Okay. Everybody knows that. Uh, question of the morning, ESPN Story says Utah Jazz don't have a true superstar on the roster, but what about Rudy? What about Donovan? Aren't they true superstars? And Robert says, yes, they are. Simple as that. End of argument. There Good it night. is. See you tomorrow. There it is. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Logan says the only one I can think of currently is Giannis. Donovan and Rudy are stars, but not superstars yet. Giannis whoa, whoa, whoa. is a superstar, and LeBron isn't? The only one you can think of? Yeah. Okay, I would argue yeah. that the only true superstar in the league Hold is on. LeBron. <laughs> yeah. And that the other guys are stars. Full stop. But if, if that's where you want to draw the line, and I mean, superstars is this muddy thing, so you, you, you love this, PK, because you love a good jersey debate. And superstars is something you can stretch and massage, or you can push it together in a climb, and it's silly putty. <laughs> it is silly, buddy. Certainly city, silly. But, but LeBron, the multiple titles and the personality. Kawhi's got the titles, but he doesn't have the personality. He's he's a latter-day Duncan, and maybe it's... Ooh, you made me nervous there with that latter-day. I thought, wait a second, I had no idea. Where are we going? <laughs> San Bernardino, obviously. Mormons? I mean, I never knew Mark Pope was until he came to BYU. <laughs> San Bernardino, You mean to baby. tell me that... <laughs> Maybe it's because he played alongside him. Like this really is Snoop is the way to also do it. too. I'd heard Snoop was interested. There's allegedly is that a true? photo of him reading that blue book. But is it really? Th- did that actually happen? <laughs> Butterfly, <laughs> shiny thing. Steve We're Martin. All... I'd heard that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> Now back to our original topic. Now Gladys Knight, now that's been confirmed, right? Yes, she is a very active member of the faith. She took that midnight train to Salt Lake. Even though she doesn't live in Salt Lake, but yes. That's why she took the train. Train up from Vegas. Yeah, but don't eventually, don't you all come here? Has anybody ever trained to Vegas? Must be able to Amtrak to Vegas. Is there I've trained in drive Vegas. And you fly. I don't know if there's there a rail line that runs There's, yeah down that way mm-hmm. oh yeah you see it when you're driving into vegas yeah north of vegas well, I just it's on the left connect out of here maybe in helper where they have that junction well uh, the only thing i know about helper is i need to help him too help the helper baby pk's lost interest in everything i hit my main points they said what i wanted to say this morning let's just screw around <laughs> You've got to help the helper. You got to do your homework early and help the do helper. Do your homework early, help the helper, and by all means, pick the picker. <laughs> well, sometimes you just get so irate that you have to hack the hacker. Fair point. Don't you agree? Brett says, all-star, yes, but not a superstar yet. Once I see them in national commercials and more in the mainstream, I'll change my view. <laughs> national commercials. Clint now, says Malone made plenty of national commercials, didn't he? Yeah, actually, Carl did. Carl did have some stuff going on. Stockton could have, but I don't think he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. wasn't worth it to him. Yeah, it's his personality. So be it. I mean, yep. 
I've got no problem with that. Be true to who you are. Just don't don't be a phony. Don't be one way to one group and another group to another way to the another group. That's what always bugged me about some people that will go unnamed who were successful coaches up in the hill. But I, no, I won't name them. And so that don't do that. Be the same dude all the time, and whatever that dude is, so be it. You know, like Kalani. He's going to give you a full hug no matter who you are. (laughs) (laughs) True story. Run around hugging people after practice. He's going to love you no matter what. I think think the pandemic's been hard on Kalani. He's he's so social. Yeah. That guy's so social. I mean, it it bugs everybody, but I think the more social you are, then the more limitations you have on you. And, and, I mean, honestly – and you have that great story from <laughs> almost 20 years ago now about where should the media stand at practice? And the assistant coach said, I don't care. Just get him out of the middle of my drill. After that, what do I care? Stand over there. Stand under the tree. Stand under the deck. I don't care. Whereas with Kalani, I think legitimately, he looks over to the end of practice like, sweet, I get to talk to so-and-so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, And he's done it so often that I, I honestly think that's part of it. And it, it makes him a rarity among college football coaches. But I think he does, you know. There, there are places I've seen him where I didn't know he was there and he could have easily ignored me. I was at a high school football game, and he was kind of behind me and down the sideline. I didn't know he was there. And he came walking up, hey, and it turned around. It was Kalani. And, yeah. and he talks for like 15 minutes. And, and he doesn't just tell you stuff. He asks you stuff too, you know. He's interviewing you all the time. I hope he wins big every freaking year. I realize <laughs> you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> But I don't care. I, I don't care anymore. I know. And and the funny thing is that then people will think, oh, you're a BYU homer. You're like, you realize if he wins big, other people are going to be trying to pay him a lot of money to leave. And maybe he'll be Lavelle and he'll stay. But, man, it's hard to tell people they how to turn that money down. It's easy, to, it's easy to help other people turn the money down. I'll give down. you the true test for me. He could freaking go to Tucson. And I would You'd root, root for, for him, him at the University of Arizona. There is no question I would root for him. Yes, I would. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break because Joe Ingles is coming up next. Stay with us. DJ and PK reminding you Valentine's Day is Sunday and flowers make the perfect gift. Jimmy's Flowers, a longtime partner with The Zone, can make it easy. Just visit them at jimmysflowers.com. Remember, Valentine's Day is on Sunday this year. Jimmy's Flowers will be closed on Sunday. So make your arrangements today, tomorrow, or Saturday. Those are your options. That's what we're down to. Uh, Jimmy's Flowers. Visit them at jimmysflowers.com. All right, Joe Ingles is going to join us uh, momentarily. We're still getting a lot of feedback, PK, about uh, stars, superstars. Why don't the Jazz have them? And uh, people all over the map on this. Uh, S Max Scorp Daddy 54, who tweets at us quite a bit and is a longtime listener, says, You know, I couldn't care less what ESPN says about anything. So, hey, you know, Scorp Daddy you are certainly, there's a lot of jazz fans in line with you, but man, you, you ought to see our social media and the things that get said to us as we, you know, walk around town less because we interact with people less, but you still hear it. There are a lot of people who care about this stuff, PK. I remember people who are outraged because of what Shaq thinks. Um, Really high. And then the number of people who are interested Tuesday, well, Dwayne Wade said to Shaq, hey, you know, it carries more weight because they're teammates and, and they've got a relationship and a friendship. But Dwayne Wade has got a friendship and relationship with Donovan, too. And so he's got a slightly different take, and people definitely care what those guys think. Yeah, I would hope, though, when you're analyzing players, that friendships don't matter as much and it would go on what you believe the player deserves sure. as far as credit and all that stuff as opposed to friendships. Yep. 
All right, DJ and PK, it is time to welcome in the man, the myth. It's time for Joe Ingles. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz, Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union, proudly serving their members and community for over 90 years. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Joe, good morning. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Joe. I, I'm curious about many things, but I guess first off, I'm wondering, uh, as we all try to imagine, what it's like to be you. Fabulous. It must be great to be you. I'm curious what it is like, what emotion you're feeling with all this winning piling up. Some people feel like winning creates pressure because it creates expectations. Other people think winning is just fun. This is a blast. Other people... Uh, have other reactions and emotions. I could list a bunch of them. What What are you feeling now as the winds pile up? What is your individual mood and, and the team mood, uh, you know, when you're in a locker room before or after a game? Um, after the game, it's to get home as quick as possible and get to sleep because I'll be up at 6.30 the next morning to get the kids up. Um, pre-game is very much the same. I mean, honestly, it's... I, I think... Everyone's kind of spoken about it a little bit in in media and post game, pre game, whatever interviews we do. Um, but it's just a, I mean, obviously winning is is great. We'd rather be twenty and five than five and twenty. But um, just the just the, I guess not being satisfied with with a win or granted we've had a few in a row or, or whatever the streaks have been. Um, just not being satisfied with it because it's. I mean, you guys have watched how old '98 and '99. You, mm-hmm. you guys are. Um, you guys have watched for a long time, and I mean, even for me, seven years now, it's been a, not a lot more losing, but when, there was a, there was a lot of losing for a long time, and to, to turn that around and, and be where we're at now, um, it's, it's obviously taken time and it's been a process, but um, just not to be satisfied with that because we we want to keep. Keep getting better um, every game, as you guys know, and, and knowing coach pretty well. We we can find some things usually every game that we're we're not very good at or that we haven't done well that game. And coach will show them to us and, and be honest about stuff with us. And and I think it's a the, the best process for us to, to keep keep winning and, and I guess staying focused on winning and um, kind of not getting ahead of ourselves. And we we get total. We went on that streak and everyone was. You can read stuff about people saying the schedule wasn't that tough, and, and obviously now we've got some some of the top teams in the conferences, and so we just stay focused on that that one game at a time, and um, yeah, just keep getting better each game, um, and I think we've been able to do that. 
And that's not easy to do, to stay focused like you're speaking of, and you acknowledge that, hey, you did hear, well, you weren't playing some of the top teams, and now going forward you have a pretty good stretch with starting with Milwaukee, obviously, and the Clippers a couple of times, the Lakers, the Sixers. So how do you approach that on the other end to try to stay focused and not think, oh, man, we've got this set of games that we come out of here, we can really just shut up everybody that we're really that good. Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly doesn't, from our standpoint, obviously, as, as players and coaches and the guys that are um, kind of in that inner sanctum, so to say, like, we, we honestly don't, we don't sit in the locker room and talk about the next five games or who we're playing or if player X has been playing really well leading up to our game or whatever it is. It's just a, it's kind of like a really locked in feeling of like, guys, like we, we know what we need to do as the jazz to, to play well. And obviously if we play the style and the way we want to play as the jazz, we feel like we can um, obviously compete and beat any team that's, that, that comes to Utah or that, that we go and visit. So, um, there's obviously adjustments and game plans and stuff like that that, that comes with every game, but um, the, the, the style and the, the way we want to play, we feel like well, obviously we can we can match it with with and beat anyone that's, that's in the league. So um, these will be great challenges. I mean, I will, everyone everyone looks at the schedule at some point and you look at it like, yeah, you know the the teams that are coming in and. Um, yeah, you just obviously the the first one comes up, and you you focus on that and figure out the best best thing and and the best way we need to play to to be able to win that one. And like I said, go home and get some rest and and come back the next day and, and do it again for for whoever's coming up next. So um, it's kind of a I guess more of a short term approach than than long. But we also know flip side of that, winning ten in a row or, or losing three in a row, whatever you can do in this this league. Um, You've got to be kind of short-minded because you you are you either have another game the next day and you need to back it up with a another good performance or you just got smacked or whatever and you, you need to fix it before in, in 24 hours before the next game. So um, we've we've got a great group that that, that stays focused on that and, and obviously a, a great coaching staff that helps with that. You know, staying focused on that, it's an easy thing to say. It's a, it's a really hard thing to do because you talk about those jazz teams in the 90s and there's like a five-year run where they probably won 73 74% of the games. It was, it was crazy how much they won. And of the games they lost, a lot of those they lost because just the, the boredom, the routine of it all, you know, the trout. They didn't lose because of talent. They didn't lose because they weren't good enough. For they sure. lost because they lost track of the details and just the mind-numbing slew of games you have to play. And I'm curious because Quinn's asking you to do a hard thing, <clears throat> but you're really good at it. And so it comes down to can you stay focused and, and sustain it? And that is pushing the ball and taking the quick three. It's a lot of energy. It's more trips up and down the court in the course of the game. It's easy to turn and jog down court, but you can't. you got to <laughs> run, you know? And, and you're big guys. That I mean, people underestimate how hard it is for a 6'9 or a 7-foot guy to change ends of the floor that many times at that top speed. When did you really get dedicated to it? When did Quinn pitch you on it and you really bought in and thought, he's right, this will work. We can really we can really beat teams doing this. We can beat a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the uh, most common theme clip that I'm in, um, not sprinting up the court either way. 
um, my top speed maxes out pretty low. So, um, I mean, it's I mean, I mean, you guys know, and, and obviously, kind of the, the fans that have been really locked in for, for the last seven years with with Quinn. Like we we haven't played this way since I've been here six years. This is the seventh for me, so the first time really. Obviously, the defensive end is is pretty similar. We, we know what's successful for us um, on, on that end of the floor, um, but but we haven't shot and played the, the I guess like you said the speed, the pace, mm-hmm. the quick shots, um, and then on the to kind of add on to that, the offensive rebound. We haven't haven't attacked the glass like that since, since I've been here too. So I think like every now and then you'd see in the past like someone would sneak in there and, and maybe get an offensive rebound. Obviously Rudy and Fave and the, the bigs that have been here you obviously kind of um, rely on getting a couple just because they're down in the paint a lot but I mean Royce crashes every time Donovan's getting in there like Mike gets in there if he takes a shot in the paint it's a, a good chance for him to try and sneak one if he if he misses it and, um, I think when we first were sitting there talking about kind of in preseason how we wanted to play and what they thought was successful and or would be successful. Not not that anyone doubted it, but it was like, yeah, it's gonna like uh, me and Rudy uh, have been here the whole time. It's just a, a different way, obviously, to to think about how we're playing. Like I now it's natural almost. Like I, I know if I can get out and run to the corner, there's a really good chance Donovan's going to be able to break the pain and I'm going to get a wide open three. And if it's 20 on the clock or two on the clock, Quinn wants me to, to shoot it, which is an awesome feeling, obviously, as a player for, for everyone to know that your coach and, and the whole coaching staff is like almost yelling, like, shoot it, as the ball's coming to you because they, they have so much belief in, in that style and obviously the, the players we have out there to, to shoot the ball. And um, I mean, there's... I think it happened last game, but I know it's happened this year. We have three, four offensive rebounds in a row, and I think we shoot, we've shoot, we shot threes on every time we've got. Like, we've Rudy's got it, kicked it out. I've shot it. I've missed it. Royce gets it, kicks out. Donovan shoots it. Someone else misses and rebounds it, throws it to Boyan, and he hits it. And we haven't played that way, and everybody's bought into it. And obviously, with our record now and, and what we do on the defensive end, it's obviously a... It gets us more possessions and more possessions to shoot threes, and, and obviously threes are a, a good thing in the NBA when you've got whatever five, six guys that shoot at a high percentage. So, um, I mean, it's hard. It's like you said. Sorry for the long-winded answer, but it's like you said. Like it, it's a dedication and a hard way to play. Like to, to sprint up and down the floor that often, um, and. To, like to shoot the three, and then if if I shoot from the corner in front of the bench, I've got to sprint all the way back to the opposite corner to pick up Jalen Brown or, or whatever the matchup is. So um, it's a commitment from our team, and, and we've made that commitment, and I think we've done a, a really good job of it so far. But we're what one third of the way through the year, so we, we've we've got to keep it up. But uh, yeah, if it's if it's working, we're obviously going to keep doing it. So you cracked me up on Sunday when you laughed at Donovan for not getting that rebound and not getting that triple-double. So I was laughing at you laughing at Donovan. And my thought for you as I saw that was, okay, you guys are starting to win. You got, you've got tied the franchise record for best starts. All sorts of publicity is going to come your way. How as important is it now as the pressure ramps up to make sure you guys have these fun, lighthearted moments? Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, win-lose, win, I think we've done a, a pretty good job, and obviously coach is a big part of that, of 
of really just kind of staying the course of like my first year winning 20 games or, or this year winning 20 already. Um, that like kind of like long process, but but we have to enjoy it. I mean, it's uh, I've said I think in every post game interview I've had this year how good a group of guys we've got, and not just like good guys that do the right like. But, but fun guys, like we, we really enjoy each other's company. It's why JC was so quick to come back. It's why Faye wanted to come back. Um, we, we've got so, like it's, it's and it's, I know fans like I, I've read tweets before. Like, man, you guys just look like you have so much fun together. Like, uh, and it, uh, I think I think a lot of teams can look like that. Like, you can look like you enjoy your teammate, or, like playing well together and smiling and whatever, but we actually genuinely, like, our locker room is hilarious. Our plane rides are hilarious. Like, we have such different personalities and guys and every, everyone legitimately from 1 to 18 or how many players are on a roster now gets along really well. Like, it's such a it's such a fun group to be around and, and things happen on the court that are funny and that are, that are fun. And, they, like, I mean, it's... It would have been great for Donovan to get a triple-double, but it's also hilarious that he missed him by one rebound. Like, <laughs> just, like, just go and get one more rebound. Like, it's not that hard. Um, so, it's yeah, I mean, we, we really enjoy our time together. And honestly, I think uh, I, I'm i a big believer that that pay, plays a big part in, in your chemistry and the way you play on court. We've had it with the Australian team for since 2007 when I first made the team, like, when you have such a good group of guys that enjoy each other's company and have one common goal of, of trying to trying to win, um, it, it makes it very fun. And I mean, when Shaq makes comments like that, and Donovan's first response is that he hates that it's taken away from a good win from our team. Like he didn't address the comments; he addressed that he wanted it to be about our group. Um, that that's pretty special to me. So um, yeah, we have, we have a we have a lot of fun. It's it's good times. So uh, I'm curious, you know, people wonder about the day-in and day-out life of an NBA player. And certainly we all watched that Sunday game with the Pacers, and you guys are really dragging. It was the third game in less than 72 hours and all that. And I'm wondering uh, what, when you see the schedule and you realize I have a day where I don't play a game and I don't fly – like, how much energy do you get back when you have one day like that? Or now you're going through the stretch where you have a couple days where you're not flying or playing. How much does that, you know, re-energize you? Because obviously, you don't always, you're not always dragging like you were that day in Indiana. And, and we talked about how you found a way to win a different way, which is really important. But how long before you really get the energy back? And what does one day mean without a plane flight or a game? Yeah, I mean, it's really actually just, said to Renee this morning, I was like, it's really bizarre that we're not playing tonight. Like, we haven't really had this kind of stretch. And it's obviously only two days or whatever it is, but um, just bizarre. Like, in my mind, I was, like, waking up this morning thinking we were playing just because that's typically how the schedule goes. And um, it is nice. I, I think it just gives you an extra day for, for everything to obviously, like, for me and Renee and, and our family to, to have another day where I get to put the kids to bed and have dinner with them and, and that kind of stuff is is obviously really like stuff that I really enjoy doing. So to to be able to to be able to sit there and um, give Miller and, and Jacob and Jack a kiss good night at actually their bedtime and not at three o'clock in the afternoon before going to a game. Um, 
It is something that I, I really enjoy. So that, that part of it's awesome. Um, and, and then just, yeah, the, the recovery of your body to, to be able to have that time. Um, as um, crazy as people probably think that we can just play every day because we get paid a lot of money to play basketball, your, your body gets extremely kind of beat up over the time. So, um, yeah, just the, the, the day of recovery, like you said, not flying, being able to, to, to sleep in your own bed for, for another night, um, all, all of those things combined, to be able to have dinner yourself with, with your wife or, or girlfriend or whoever's at home with you. Um, obviously, we still come in. We, we came in yesterday for a little bit. We, we'll have a, a bit of a practice today um, and, and get what we need to get done um, heading into to tomorrow's game. But it is, it, it is very refreshing to be able to get those extra couple nights in your own bed and, and in your own house where obviously you're, you're very comfortable. So Mike was out, and you respond, particularly against the Celtics, with a, a high point total. You get to the line. I don't know if it was your NBA career record for most attempts, probably close. Was it a conscious it effort or just sort of happen as the game unfolds? Um. I mean, I've never in my life gone into a game thinking I need to get to the free throw line, which is probably why I never get to the free throw line. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it just a, yeah, I think like just the kind of the, the course of the game. Um, we were lucky. I think I said it. They asked me after the game the other night. Like, I think it was the second or third quarter. We had like six and a half, seven minutes of free throws, and then in the last quarter, we I think we were both in there pretty early, but we were a few minutes before them. Um, so it's just not a, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never. Uh, it's crazy because you, you see it all the time. Like Chris Paul, as soon as they get in the bonus, they run this one action where he gets it on the wing and he swings his arms through and he gets free throws. Like it's a, a conscious effort for him and yeah. to, to get to the free throw line. It, it slows the game down for whatever the scenario is. He gets to the line. Maybe his team needs that kind of break in the play or he needs to get going, whatever it is. And, and he obviously consciously thinks about it, which is it's really a hell of a play. If you think about it, it's just a very smart thing to do. Um, I'm probably thinking about way too many other things than that at the moment. But, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I was, I was trying to play in the flow of our, our, our game. Obviously, I, had, I set a post game. Obviously, with, with Mike out, I have the ball in my hands a little bit more and some more opportunities to, to create. And I was able to get in the paint a couple of times and draw some fouls. A couple of them were kind of touch fouls that, that was just coincidentally that they were in, in, in the, the bonus already. But, um, yeah, just a bit more of a, I guess, a, a, a lucky coincidental thing than me trying to um, trying to think about it. But what we do talk about, it, I guess, in, in timeouts of, like, hey, we're in the bonus with five minutes to go. Like, let's... Obviously, we want to shoot threes, but we also want to attack the paint. So if we can hit Rudy and he can he can get a finish and get fouled, or we can get someone else to the line in the flow of the game, it's obviously a, 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 an easy two points. And it's uh, it kind of like like I said about the Chris Paul thing, it kind of kind of breaks the play up for a little bit. You, you get a bit of a break and you, you figure it out what you're doing next. You get to set your defense. Um, so it is a it is a good play as well. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I definitely don't ever consciously think about it. Well, just know, Joe, that it's not just your teammates and your coach who have confidence in you in that corner three. Your listeners, <laughs> our listeners, but your listeners on your show are pretty pumped to see you shooting 11 threes against Boston. They, they believe you're going to knock down a, a pretty high percentage of those. 
which you, you've done a couple times this year, and, and both times you've knocked down a high percentage. So let it fly. That is the message from our listeners. As, uh, and I believe, uh, too. That's right. We, and PK, I do believe, too. I'm a believer. <laughs> Joe, I uh, believe. No more, no more passing. I'm shooting every time I pass. There you go. Yeah. Let, it, let it fly. Fire All right, Joe, I know you got to go uh, You got to go face the swab. We don't want to keep you from that. Good grief, man. That's got to be the highlight I'm of your I'm sitting day. here now looking at, looking at people get swabbed through the window, and I know I'm about to be that person in about 30 seconds. <laughs> there you go. All right. Joe, thanks for the time. Good luck, and we will talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Joe Ingles, every week right here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone, like clockwork. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. A little reaction to what Joe had to say. we got Craig Bowlerjack coming up in half an hour, and we got more people weighing in on jazz superstardom. Stay with us right here on 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone.